Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports Podcast. I am Mike Palmer. I'm joined again by Tarlin Ray. Tarlin, what strikes your fancy on this fine morning? Olympics. It's the Olympics. Yeah. And in my household, I have some pretty frustrated and angry little girls. Not so little anymore. Yeah. When you tell your 11 and 14 year old daughters that for two weeks, this is the content that we're going to watch as a family mm-hmm. for normally every four years, but now every, for every yeah. five years for, right. and then three years later, we're going to take a moment to watch people compete in some of the most traditional sports and some that you potentially have never seen before in your life. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And hopefully we're seeing a little bit of hit to the Peacocks and the Hulus and the HBO Maxes and Netflix of the world. Because as I've told my oldest, Modern Family will be there in two weeks. Yes. This event won't. All praise to the archers that we watched yesterday, the mixed triathletes, Mm -hmm. new slalomers. I caught some badminton doubles badminton this morning and talk about fast twitch that's some interesting stuff to watch and the shuttlecock and the 6 a.m penalty kicks that i watched u.s women's national team i got an all hours love japan time and so olympics baby yeah we're gonna do a show on the olympics and just to follow on your point as the father of a two-year-old who's just discovering these sports for the first time when the sheer range of athletic competition is displayed before him on the TV. It's pretty exciting. And interestingly, some things are a hard pass. Some things are more appealing. I do really love the full range. Of, we're not running it back specifically to the wide world of sports, but I grew oh. up on the wide world of sports, which was one of the few regular Broadcast sports programming, ABC every weekend would be sharing out the the wide range and then the agony of defeat. And I still feel like the Olympics are building on that television tradition. It's beautiful TV. It's shot in an amazing way. And to watch my son react to it for the first time has been adding a new level of interest for me, especially as he starts running in sync with he does ready set go with the sprinters we were watching the women's hurdles last night he was following along on his end so yeah we're into it we were initially talking about running it back to other storied olympics so that's where i wanted to run it back to 1968 mexico city where a lot of really famous protest happened there was a lot of stuff roiling at the time also 64 was the first time the olympics were in Tokyo, and now they were back again in 2021 rather than 2020. But then the Simone Biles thing happened. Not to mention Naomi Osaka's all over this thing. Where do you want to start? There's so much. And we're right in the middle of it when we're recording this too. So there's still another week of the Olympics left to go. So there may be another show on the horizon of the Simone Biles thing. So much took over the the global consciousness. It's exactly what we talk about on this show. By the way, when your girls are complaining about watching the Olympics, you got to say, sorry, girls, I got to do this for work. (laughs) Right? I mean, come on. We have to start with Simone. Yeah. 
And part of the reason is because for you longtime listeners, we did do a Naomi Osaka show after she withdrew from the French Open and then ultimately withdrew from Wimbledon. Great to see her back. We'll hit on her at the Olympics, lighting the flame Mm -hmm. and then a little bit flaming out a little early. Yeah, and she has an Osakumentary out that will be coming back to you because it'll knock your Osakas off. He practiced that one. I did. In prep. I think you nailed it a little bit better. You didn't, you just went with it. You just got to commit when you're going to tell a joke. But we got to go with Simone, who, and trust me, I never do any Wikipedia research, but I have some information. Yeah. Simone in the sport of gymnastics is unquestionably the GOAT, and no one, there's no controversy there. The greatest of all time. Yes. She's not a GOAT, she is the, the GOAT. She is undefeated in the all-around since 2013. You count Olympics and world championships and other things. And just to be clear, the all-around is awarded to the best gymnast across the four. Are they called apparatuses? No, I said that early. What are they called? Four events. The four events, which are the vault, the bars, the beam, and the floor. Speaking of which, the floor again is yours. (laughs) Thank you. She not only undefeated since 2013, she is the most decorated female U.S. Olympic gymnast. She has four exercises that are named after her, the Biles Vault, the Biles Balance Beam, the Biles on the Floor, the Biles Two. So those are her doing routines that are scored in a way that she's don't she's the only one in the world that's done them and so they once you've done that 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 sort of not using the right term what is it a move position and i'm gonna there's a point to this as we're talking about gymnastics we'll get to later about a lot of people talking about simone biles and her in this sport that is gymnastics she is right now the only active survivor of the larry nasser sexual abuse scandal Mm -hmm. There are 150 female gymnasts, and she is the one post the news, post the Nasser explosion in 2018, that is still competing and says that she is doing it to reshape USA Gymnastics, and it feels like it's her responsibility to change that for not only her current team, but for future gymnasts coming up. When you go to an Olympics or to any meet, most people feel like they truly are competing for second. Mm-hmm. And... Coming into the Olympics, the U.S. team was heavily favored to win a gold. The team, gold, and then Simone Biles to win the all-around, and then for her to compete in individual events. In the qualifying to get to the medal round, the USA team was not great. Simone was not at her best. She had a huge step back on the vault. She was all right on the beam, and her scores were depressed. And if you look at her scores versus other events, she was 0.5 or more points below what she would normally do, but still better than anyone else on the U.S. team. So there was some concern, some rumblings going into the medal round that the U.S. was in trouble because Russia, sorry, no, the Russia Olympic Committee, ROC, was coming for them. And so Simone, for those who may be under rock and not following this, Simone Still, everyone believes that we have a chance in Simone. And it's also a good, it's a good team besides 
Simone great team. Suni Lee, Jake yeah. Carey, Jordan Childs. They have a good team. And so Simone on the first event is supposed to do a 200 half somersault or vault. And she ends up having her worst score in competition in her life mm-hmm. and only completes one and a half turns. Goes and talks to her coach and then opts out of the all around mm-hmm. to everyone's surprise. Mm-hmm. And so there are two, uh, we'll deal with the moment and the messaging that came out. Let's talk about that. And then what we find out later, yeah. what we find out is that at first they say it's a medical issue. And so when you hear medical issue, what do you think? Some sort of injury. Great. We then find out that a little later that she's opted out for mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. And the message that Simone in the press conference afterwards says is I did it for myself. It was for my own mental health. She said that she couldn't, she was shaking before the event, which never happened Mm -hmm. in her life that we're no longer having fun. The Olympics, there's too much stress and I needed to take a step back. I thought it was best for the team. Yep. So that was the way that the message was received. The greatest Olympian gymnast of all time, and she is opting out Olympics. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yeah. And the other setup piece here is that the social media universe and the media universe around this Olympics, the old school broadcast media, the now it's streaming media, ads, social media, everyone is focused on Simone Biles. This was setting up to be her Olympics anyway. She's the Michael Phelps of the 2020 Olympics. Correct. Yeah. And if anything, maybe even more storied, certainly more glamorous, no offense to Michael, but there is a history. There are people who just watch gymnastics in the Olympics and they don't watch anything else. So it is the most eyeballs. Generally, I watched a little bit of swimming. Swimming is not exactly amazing television. There's, there's these. At the end is the last, the last, 20, the last yeah, fifty. It, it, it can be exciting with the line that they put the yeah. OR, WR. Yeah. That's true. Make it? That's true. The graphics packages have gotten better. We could discuss that, but compare that to getting inside the head of a gymnast, and then to some extent understanding what it might feel like to be them, and then to see them execute at this level. Frequently, you also get to know their family. There's media packages. It's the whole rigmarole that is the Olympics TV storytelling that was all set to be one narrative about Simone Biles. And in this instant, in this moment in time, she changes everything. And to me, that context is really important too, because I think part of what made her psychological injury such that she couldn't perform is a context that none of us can understand. We could maybe- The nation is, 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 is waiting for you to win for us. This is about us. I'm checking the medal count right. every day because yeah. why are we now tied with China? Sure. Go well, do, go do you. So you should have the all around, which Suni Lee has, okay, we're good. But then I want you to take the individuals yeah. because those should be, or now 46, 46, just this is. Yeah. Yeah. USA, USA. China. We'll be, so we're going to, we're going to get out. This is about us. Right. And your representation 
of who we are. But even beyond that, I'd say Athleta, who, who she now is basically championing that brand and NBC and USA Gymnastics. And so in addition to you, Tarla, which I know was important to make sure she can give you the medal count you're looking for, she also is a business and she is a, a, a force. The Naomi Osaka documentary that we will circle back to does get you inside that dimension of Simone Biles, I think, as well, which is these are some of the most powerful humans on the planet right now. They happen to be young women who establish themselves through their athletic performance. Simone Biles is only 4'8". That is the best part of this. That's crazy. I didn't realize. And then you layer on top of that, the sexual abuse thing with Larry Nasser. you layer on top of that, just the, the COVID protocols, the fact that the families aren't there. Layer on top in the past, she's fought through kidney stones and broken toes to compete and still win it all around. Yeah. So yeah. we've, we've set the stage. My take is it's a lesson in empathy to me. My take is like, you, this came up a lot throughout the pandemic which is you don't know what's going on the other side of the equation there. Like generally it was talking about you're in a zoom room. You don't know what somebody else is going through. And that's where the, the whole concept of grace was something that was a big deal, particularly last year. I think it still carries over today. And that's where to me for people to just jump in and take pot shots at her. And it was a small percentage, but they did it because it's knowing, like I have a two-year-old, knowing it's the wrong thing to do, they know they're going to get a reaction, so they do it. But I'd say, for the most part, the response has been in support of Simone and in support of athletes making the right decisions for themselves in, in the moment. At the flip side that I've seen and that I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about is like, why are we modeling the conversation around these super elite athletes who have to perform at a perfect level. We're a show that's trying to find lessons learned. I would say that's a dangerous place to look for lessons learned because that type of performance is not the type of performance that we're generally measured for in the majority of our careers and our lives. So I do think there's some sloppiness. How is that performance any different than what people try to represent on Instagram, Facebook? Where it's that moment in time of my perfection, my selfie photo at the perfect 100%. There's a lot of connection to be made there. I would say it's part of what's dangerous. I think the idea of assuming performance needs to be perfect to be effective and that it's either perfect or don't do it. That's the dangerous model that's out there. There's stuff to talk about in terms of lessons learned from sports about that and the importance of showing up some of the generational conversations are interesting around thinking about, for me growing up, you got to play hurt. That was just what, that's a way to signal how much you care. So that was treated as a truth. I think that truth's probably questioned. I know you've talked about being hurt versus being injured. I think there's a lot to talk about, but for me, the first and primary take that I keep coming back to is more about empathy for what it's got to be like to be Simone Biles and how in many ways I think she's really stepping into her adult presence 
by breaking free of a lot of the momentum that was pushing her in another direction. So I think in terms of empowering athletes and being a role model about at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own life. And then she showed up like a real consummate teammate throughout the remainder of the events, which I, I thought you can't really fake the level to which she was still supportive of her teammates in a team individual sport. I think she's continued to model really tremendous behavior, but, uh, but to me, first take is that second take is thinking about the model of this perfection, seeking perfection and how maybe it's dangerous to broaden. And then also the haters need to quiet down and be respectful. So I love the the way we're going to compartmentalize these. Let's have these conversations. Yeah. Um, perfection. And then the last one, I do want to get to the two parts of the story, which is fun and stress and mental health. Yeah. And what the reaction was to that. And then what the physical, but the mental, but the, the twisties, we got to talk about twisties. Yeah. We're going to talk about twisties. If it was just about mental health and we're not having fun, it's too stressed. We're too stressed as athletes. You then got to run it back to 1996, the Atlanta games, Carrie Strug, who after her first vault injures her ankle like you can see just in so much pain, yeah. the Corollis who we put on a pedestal as just so caring. That's you can do it. So many big hugs for these girls. And then she goes out and does her second vault and lands on one leg. It's like Hollywood movie written right in front of you. People crying. This You did it for America. Carrie Strug, when she saw what Simone did, her comments were, I didn't even know that was a, a possibility. Mm-hmm. We have been so conditioned. There's so much emotional damage that was done to us growing up as young gymnasts mm-hmm. that it was not even, we were just going to break our bodies yeah, to make sure that we got through mm-hmm. and said to her, like it was massively unhealthy. They're young girls that knew no different and couldn't fight back. Mm-hmm. But yet we propped up, rightfully so, Carrie Strug fighting through injury, something that you could see. You knew that she was injured because you could play back the video of the ankle sprain or you could be the moment when Kevin Durant's Achilles just went up into his calf. You're like, oh, that person. But because you can't see the injury on uh, Simone, we just can't process. But when in fact... Majority of, especially Americans, and we get back to the perfectionism, are dealing with their own mental health issues. Yeah. So it's just an interesting moment for mental health. And Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympian of all time, has dealt with severe depression. Yeah. Severe after 2008, 2012, 2016. He literally went off the reservation after 2012. London Olympics, he was um, thinking about taking his own life. Mm-hmm. And so my first response when I saw what happened is, I think the only one that could have anything, cogent, anything to say about this moment is Michael Phelps, mm. who is carrying yeah. the weight of a sport, sure. is the GOAT, and understands what it means to go through some mental health issues. Yeah. So 
that's just one. I, I thank you for, I got one more take and then I'll let you go. Sure. Just really quick on that one though. I would throw Naomi Osaka back in as someone who could have a take on this because the weight of her country, she did light the torch. We'll come back to a little more of, of the Osaka perspective because in some ways this is the Osaka and Biles Olympics just not for any of the reasons that that we were expecting because Naomi was supposed to win the gold and I think there's similar pressure on them although I think in terms of the severity of the mental health problems that Phelps went through and the the transcendence of his Olympic stardom I feel you take number two though so her quitting I'm using that air quotes and opting out did not hurt the team. Did it stop them from getting gold if she was at her peak performance? Mm-hmm. When, then yes. Yep. But she had the equivalent in her mind of a twisted ankle, mm-hmm. a broken hand, all yep. of that combined. And she would not have been able to perform for her team. She would have taken up a slot where the team rallied and they have a silver medal as a team. I believe if she had continued to perform that they would walk away with no medal. So people have issues with her making decision as individual. It's about me. So that this me generation, Mm -hmm. they believe that she quit. And then the other thing I've been polling my friends, I went to dinner the other night and my buddy said, I just have an issue with the way the message came out. I wish she had someone that could have worked with her or the U S Olympic team. Yeah. Rather than have gone with an undisclosed injury for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then had a conversation about what she's going through. And his reasoning was, I'm really concerned about what message will be sent to employees and people of this generation that will then get into a moment at work or we ask them to do something and they decide, this is right or wrong, I'm just giving another take um, that they're going to opt out. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. That's where my first point was, Empathy for Simone Biles, respect for what she's done throughout her career, what she did really through this tournament. I think all of that's good. I think what's dangerous is where does this story get filed in terms of the collective understanding of it so that when people want to refer to things that they're doing, they can say, see this, remember Simone Biles. I think on the positive side, Mental health awareness will continue to be moving in the right direction. Empathy for folks who are going through this stuff, I think, will continue. I would say that folks who are concerned about this might have the wrong idea around productivity from their employees, where like the idea of a mental health day, like anyone who's never needed to take time, not just for physical ailments, but also for their own psychological well-being. At the end of the day, where lots of times we're being paid to perform at some level. But I think the flip side is that unlike Simone Biles, who's performing at this very difficult, very optimized level where perfection is really the only thing that will be rewarded. I was likening it to brain surgery, not like I know what it means to be a brain surgeon, but there's a level of very intricate performance that needs to be executed against. Otherwise it's a failure. You compare that to working in customer service or working in in the service economy, working even as a developer, lots of times you're being asked to 
weigh the the value of doing something effectively now versus do, doing something perfectly that will take much longer. Frequently, the decision calculus that's involved in the real life work life of all of us, I think is very different than it is for the greatest gymnast of all time. So I, I think there's a risk that people say, well, obviously I'm like Simone Biles in this analogy. And I think that's where the analogy breaks down because there's very few of us who are being, aside from like you and me on this podcast right now, there's very few cases where people are being asked. I was hoping you're going to carve this out. I knew I'd get there if I eventually kept talking, but, but yeah, so that's my thought. I think there's a lot to be learned there. I do think there's a little bit of risk around people ducking when they should be stepping up to a challenge, because I think there needs to be more of that narrative, which is why I think the next woman up, Suni Lee, did wind up winning the gold. It's another place where I think that narrative could have taken more of the forefront, but I just think there was so much momentum already behind the stories are going to be about Simone Biles that I think there will be things coming out of this Olympics that'll be related to talking about Simone Biles that are probably going to be misapplied to people's own lives. And I think that concern is a valid one. Yep. So people lean in too much to her saying that we're not having fun and her saying we need to have fun is the way to relax and actually perform at your peak. Yeah. That's, you know, she's been in, some of the hardest competitions in the world. She doesn't mean that, hey, if something's hard, you don't do it. She said, you just, you got to figure out how to have joy mm-hmm. from her perspective in order to optimally perform. Yeah. One, two, she took a moment and says, I can't perform, but I thought that she was an unbelievable teammate. See Scotty Pippen opting when he didn't get the last shot, deciding not to go into the game because Tony Cooper going to get the last shot and him not cheering on his team. Mm-hmm. She flipped a yeah. switch yeah. coach mm-hmm. told it, told her teammates to have fun. They were freaking out. And that's a moment to give them encouragement, say that you can do this saying we have too much stress. She's had stress her whole, like from 2013 on yeah. and so she's figuring out that was a, her way of saying, how do you figure out how to manage it? So her opting out and says, I have a mental health issue. Doesn't mean that everyone on their teams, Oh, should I opt out too? Yeah. I think that's what people that's the concern. Like, oh, if it's too hard for you, then maybe I should say the same thing. So I, I, I agree with the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one big piece of this that we're leaving out. Yeah. Which, so this goes to my buddy's point about the messaging. He hated the way the messaging, wish he had packaged it a different way. She had something which you have to look it up, something called twisties. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of yips. Yeah. So you are in baseball and you're that second baseman, Steve Garvey, yeah. and you can no longer make the throw from second to first because you keep airmailing it over the first baseman. Yeah. You're a golfer and you can't hit the short putt. Mm-hmm. This is a little different. This is you twisting in the air and not understanding. It's like having vertical. You don't know up from down and you don't know where you are in the air and you can't even contemplate the thought of twisting. Yeah. So from the mental health, not having the initial message was not having fun, too much stress. She literally couldn't find herself in the air. And if you look at her, the video of her vault that day, her eyes, she has no idea where yeah. she is. Mm-hmm. And she is so thankful to landed and found the ground. Yeah. So let's take the, the Piers Morgans and everyone else who Piers loves hammering Osaka yeah. and 
Markle and Simone Biles, there seems to be a common thread around <laughs> those women. But it, we'll talk about that later. She is in a massively dangerous sport where if she is performing and she's doing the hardest routines around, that she could literally land on her neck. She'd kill herself. Yeah. So does that make it more okay now? Because there's a term for it. And we all said she had twisties. Right. I think it helps with the empathy part from my perspective. I do feel like there's a deeper understanding of what it's like to be an athlete performing, a gymnast specifically performing at that level. Because you can see it, but you might not understand what could go wrong because we've only seen her do it right. I frequently quote Nelson Mandela, I never lose, I either win or learn. So for me, she only had won before, really. And now the fact that the team got a silver, pro probably could, if she performed the way she did before, the team probably would have gotten a gold. But then the team wound up still getting medals pretty close to what we had anticipated prior, although you would imagine we would have won more if an optimal Simone Biles was performing. But I just think there is something to be said for seeing her growth through this and then also seeing how she was asserting her power relative to the institutions that historically have had power in these contexts, particularly USA Gymnastics, who she has a, a sort of tenuous relationship to begin with. This was a way for her to assert her power and take care of herself at the same time and also be a role model at the same time. I think I was able to empathize with her better because I understood the risk and what it might've felt like to be that out of control while you're hurtling through the air. I do think there's probably an, an, some analogies to a, the psychological state that she must be in feeling at sea amidst all this crazy media in Tokyo and she's the biggest celebrity in the oddest global event that's happening at a very difficult time. And USA Gymnastics, the Larry Nasser thing is, is still very much in the news. The press is in, it's a global press. She shows up, she has to answer d the dumb questions that are going to be asked. I feel like this was a way for her to, to take hold. She could have gone with, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It did make me harken back to Marshawn Lynch, who you were just referencing, where the psychological problem, the challenges, the mental health awareness that she was dealing with did remind me of a quote from Marshawn, where he said, take care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, y'all chicken. So when y'all ready to walk away, y'all walk away and you'll be able to do what y'all want to do. So I would like to say that Marshawn, once again, was prescient. He had a lot to say. Her opting out, I think the lesson learned is that we are making decisions to opt in all the time. And if you're not conscious of that, you probably want to wake up to the fact that you're making those decisions all the time. Don't make decisions on autopilot. And then in those singular moments when you can change the course of your life, and then maybe if you are a role model, put some lessons out there for others, it's important for you to establish that agency as the person who is really at the helm of your own life. I thought there was a lot of positive lessons to learn from what happened with Simone Biles. 
Yeah, especially with these athletes. And Michael Phelps said this, that he thought of himself as a swimmer, not as a human being. Simone said the outpouring of support that made her realize that she's more than her accomplishments mm -hmm. and more than gymnastics. Yeah. And it's funny to hear that. But as I said, by the way, the medal count's still 46-46. Keep refreshing. As, 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 I, as I said, top, she becomes, she's our gymnast. And we have ex, these are our expectations that we will then feel good as a country because we've now dominated that sport again. And so the you use the word agency, she's the driver in her own life. It's hard to do is and we do this in football, you do in sports as you're yelling at your players and Lakers just made a big trade and I'm going off back and forth and do I like it? I'm excited for us and get rid of those guys. And, but they're not, you know, fantasy football, same thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we just have to remember how much she gave us as fans. For yeah. those fans, by the way, who only tune in every four years and then have to constantly look up the, the uh, rules, yeah. realize, oh, really? There's only four events. <laughs> and then why are there only three of them competing when they're four? And I thought there were six that made the team. Didn't yeah. seven make the team before? Mm -hmm. We all have to take a breather. Yeah. They're not ours. We don't own them. Mm -hmm. And the reason we love sports is it gives us an opportunity to step away and unscripted entertainment to just see people do outstanding things. Yeah. And so we may not listen to Band-Aid. The, the gushers, it, it, mental health in that conversation is now here. We said Naomi was on the Mount Rushmore in our soccer pod. And now Simone who we talked about so over text, she will forever for the rest of her life be that one name athlete. Yeah. Simone and what she's done has been massively brave. And the conversation, whether you like it or not, a sick day at work is more than a sick day. You don't need to be coughing and sneezing. And we, and I personally, I have to get my head around what that means because I'm the guy as we've talked about, who physically was hurt until I broke both my feet playing hoops in college, because that's what you do. Yeah. No longer should you be grinding just to hit a wall. And so you got to balance that. We're the old generation, but we need to make sure we're looking at people with a new lens, new light. Yeah. And harken back to another goat who's frequently discussed on this show, Michael Jordan famously came back early from his injury and came back after breaking his foot, started rehabbing early. It, even in the last dance was extolled by Michael Jordan's production for the way in which- Remember, he, celebrate, celebrate me in this moment. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think there's, the world we live in wants things to be filed simply as a hot take, thumbs up, thumbs down. When you dig in, it's a lot more complicated. But it is, to me, it reinforces how much we look to sports as narrative, sports as myth, and then sports as a place for us to make sense and meaning in our lives. And I think it's really interesting that opting out is becoming almost as powerful a signal as performing at a really high level. I think that is, a, to your point, even beyond the, the mental health day, the idea of the protest statement, the Kaepernick statement, which this was not that, but there may have been some undertones of that in terms of how Simone Biles feels about USA Gymnastics. If you look at the full span of her life, the accountability that USA Gymnastics 
still hasn't fully taken, I would argue, for the Nasser uh, situation. I think that's an undertone there. I know it's a different regime nowadays, but the idea that opting out for mental health, but also then opting out as a statement, that is another element that is now part of the conversation. Yeah, I want to go back to something you were honing in on, the perfection. Yeah. And these Olympic athletes, we expect perfection. And as I was polling some friends last night, one of my buddies said, why are we still talking about this? There's so many people are dying in the world. The Delta variant is spiking. It's amazing to watch Armenia and Azerbaijan go against each other and fighting. They're actually in a war. Yeah. Iran and USA basketball are on the court. It's interesting to see just athletes and how they are able to show genuine love for one another or just appreciation how two South Koreans are playing golf right now. If the hope that they medal, they do not have to go into military for their two years of military service. And the homeless issue in LA is off the charts. Mm-hmm. And so he said, what I hate about the Olympics now and the way we prop it up in NBC and others is you're touting that person who is going to be the perfectionist, mm-hmm. the one who's going to lead us and the one that we should be pouring all of our energy into because of whether or not they can win a medal for us. He goes, I just love to watch someone like the 17 year old Alaskan swimmer who shocked the world, Lydia Jacoby, who has won 50 meter pool in all of Alaska and shocked the world and took the gold medal mm-hmm. in the breaststroke. That's fun. And so can we take a step back this is not your prepackaged Instagram or Facebook family moment when outside of that picture, hell was raining fire and the parents were yelling at each other and the kids were going nuts. Let's just enjoy people who spent five years of their life. And my daughter can't get her head around this. Like, how do they make money, dad? Like doing it for the love. They, they work and then they train for hours at night. So she's trying to mentally, but they yeah. do this for the love of their sport and the love of opportunity to just compete against um, other people around the world. So let's just, for the last week, live in that moment and celebrate people who who are making, will continue to leave an impression on us like the Simone Biles and then those up and comers who never had a shot and were able to do something great, whether it's a fifth place finish, make the medal round and they walk away as champions. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat Pour one out for Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell, Jim McKay, all gone too soon. Tan jackets. We need to bring tan jackets back. There's still hope. Tarlett, always a pleasure. We may get a little more Olympics in before we're done. Hopefully folks enjoy what they're hearing. Hit us up on Twitter at runningitbackfm. The website is runningitback.fm. We love to find lessons to learn from sports. And the Olympics have been amazing so far. And let us know what you think. We'll be back again soon. This is Running It Back. 